have the facts. Two idiots got to all things the national on a journey to learn more about music and save our dying friendship. I'm your host, Ali Abdulatif, and with me as always, my co-host and sometimes friend, Justin Dodgy. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey everyone, we're back. Woo! Uh, this week we are talking about the album High Violet, but uh, before that, a little bit of nonsense. Um, interestingly enough, a, a lot of you reached out to us about the Springsteen uh, National uh uh linkage and uh we're i guess we're wrong <laughs> to, to be fair i don't think we knocked them we just thought it was like a, a smaller crossover section than than it actually ended up being <laughs> yeah i mean i don't, I, I wasn't it was never an intention to to mock her or anything it was just funny that like but i appreciate everyone reaching out and standing up and be like wow you guys are stupid i mean to be fair we claim to have none of the facts so What's like a weird thing that you listen to that you think people wouldn't think you're like, cause like you're a hardcore kid, like kind of an indie kid. And then what's the like hard left turn you take? I mean, Ariana Grande. That's <laughs> uh, true. We already did an episode for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I also am like unapologetically like I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I believe in people that like if you like something, you fucking like it and you stand by it. Oh, like, 100%. There's no... I'm not even calling it guilty pleasure because like those Springsteen national people are proud of both vocally. And like, I oh, guess... yeah, no, no, no. But I, I, what you're I think what you are alluding to is that way out of left field thing. So that's that's what I mean. I, I I don't mean that the Springsteen national connection should even be. A, I mean, both bands are great, obviously, but it, you get my point. So yeah, yeah. What would be your out of left field? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I think at this point in my music listening, I have an eclectic enough taste that I don't think anything would be too surprising to people. But I think very early on, um, I was a a, a big fan of. Uh, like more classic rock type stuff. And a lot of people would get surprised when I like talk about like uh, Lily Allen, for example. That's fair. I, I, I feel like as our music tastes have progressed and as we've gotten older and we've kind of mixed it up, and especially in the age of Spotify, I feel like it's, it's, it's harder and harder to come out of left field because you can so easily ex- access like these things that don't sound like anything that you're like, in your main in in your own mainstream if you will yeah i also think like now we're like a lot more acceptance and like cool of people like not being stuck in one genre i feel like very like late 90s early 2000s feel was like a you're a blank person you're a punk kid you're a metal kid you're a and like you were very much labeled by genre yeah, and I mean, even, like, it goes back to the 80s where, like, especially if you were in, like, the subculture scene, like, you had to, like, a specific subgenre, and you could not even come out of that. <laughs> like, yeah. you had, like, you were either a mod, a, a, a skin, or a, or a uh, post-punk kid, or a punk, you, you know what I mean? It was very, like, that, like very genre-defining person, and it's kind of ridiculous that that, I mean, it, it, I think it's a breath of fresh air that that type of thinking is no longer um i would say is the mainstream by any means yeah there was also i think a big thing of if you're into something that's more indie or more of a subculture then you couldn't like popular music like you can't be a fan of like uh, a, a name brand musician and be a fan of you know something small and i think now that's kind of gone away yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, especially like for me, like I really like Lord, and but I'm also can throw down to fucking Gorilla Biscuits and Have Heart, and like, so like I, I, it's kind of, I, I think it's almost cooler and more. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't mean to sound whatever, but I think it sounds a little bit more adult and and and, and refreshed if you just like you know, like i stand by all the things i listen to cool I, yeah i mean i think that's the right mentality that's how you should kind of be about it yeah so um anything else going on man oh anything else going on no uh, i just finished my spring break it was crazy i did so many wild and crazy things including sitting on the couch getting sick and moving on until the end of spring break where now i have a lot of work to do so that was exciting um, I will say this. I normally during all those school breaks, I would always get sick. And like, frankly, it's kind of the best time to get sick. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's, I think the best worst time. I think I love it. Cause then like, you're not, you don't feel any guilt. You're not missing out on anything. You're not like uh, screwing yourself over. I did like academically, but also like it's sometimes nice to like, you'd be like, I'm supposed to be in class, but I'm so sick right now that I'm just not going to go. And like, 
<laughs> Let it go. I have a socially acceptable reason not to go to class rather than just like, eh, I don't want to. <laughs> oh, those are the worst. Days where you just like wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not going to go to class today. Why not? I, I, I just, I don't want to. Today I woke up and I didn't want to do that anymore. Uh, it's funny. As you're exiting your grad school career, I am going about to enter my grad school career. Ooh, Justin. We're, doing, we're doing the relay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we haven't talked about this on the pod, but you just got into grad school. So you'll be uh, starting in... The fall, right? Yes, I will be starting in the fall. Uh, it is a part-time uh, graduate program, so I will still be working full-time. Uh, it's a at Tufts University. I will be getting a master's of science in engineering management. So, Woo. trying to foster the next generation of mechanical engineers and biomedical engineers in the med device world. That sounds best so I boring. Can. Why do our jobs sound so boring? Why can't we do I, exciting it, things? I mean, I think it's important, especially with like, I don't know. One thing that I firmly believe in is that the hardcore ethos and punk ethos should be expressed in a more uh, work-related environment. And I think that that is something that I would like to foster and put into people as Yeah, punk rock medical devices. Hey man, I don't want to hear it. Fucking uh, Greg Graffin from Bad Religion and uh, and Milo Ackerman from uh, Descendants had uh, instilled that into me, and that's where I will stand forever. So um, yeah, I can't anyway. wait till the day I quit and become a children's author. That's that's kind of my dream there. But you know, <laughs> we all have dreams. Will you, be, will you be an illustrator or will you be like the actual? I author? can't draw for shit. No, I'd be uh, I'd write the children's. You know where's my cat? And then, you know, it's a journey about where's the cat. And then you find out the cat's dead under the couch. Wow. <laughs> it's dark children's book. Okay. I want to be the Edgar Allan Poe of children's books. You aren't special. You are nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good message for kids. Like you aren't special. You have to learn that. So you want to be the anti Mr. Rogers. Uh, I don't want to be the anti-Mr. Rogers. I want to be the Mr. Rogers of a new generation, of a darker generation. It's it's, it's a darker time in, in history right now, and uh, I think true. kids should know that. Yeah, especially when we have a uh, orange Dorito-dusted scrotum as our president. Um, I think Whew, with that, fun times. We'll, yeah, <laughs> I think with that, we should dive into uh, High Violet. I will preface this by saying we are not going over the full extended version. We're just going to go over the original studio release. Yes, um, because, uh, you know, it'd just be too much to do the extended cover version. Maybe at some point we'll talk about those songs, but it's not today. Exactly. So um, I just wanted to preface that when you uh, when you guys are listening and uh, when the audience is listening and they're like, what the fuck, where's the other songs? So, um, all right, Ali. Okay, so we just came out of Boxer. The golden age of The Nationalists started um, – "Quote unquote," if you will. Uh, what What is your thoughts coming into High Violet? So, okay, I knew I was going to hit this point where people are going to slowly hate me. I think uh, not because I don't like High Violet. I do like High Violet. I think High Violet has some of the Nationals' strongest songs. However, I feel like this album does the same thing in every song that kind of annoys me, which is that that like he repeats the hook over and over and over again in all well, every song. But I. But I think at the same time, I feel like, okay, so this record as a whole, um, all right, for me personally, this is one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Um, I think the album as a whole works perfectly. Every song bleeds into the next. It is it is a perfect sonic listen, especially thematically. It just works perfectly. Um I get your point, but I feel like the whole point of this record is like, hey, let's take what we took on Boxer take it and put it into this like reverb delay pedal play because that's what this record is I, I understand i understand and i think the music on this record is like uncomparable this might be like musically one of their best like instrumentation wise that they've done it's like very well produced it's interesting it's it's, it's sonically like there's a lot of play going on there but i think lyrically uh, not every song, because some songs are very powerful lyrically, but you also have some songs that lyrically just fall flat for me, or like just kind of deliver an idea, but don't, um, they don't like expand on it or move it forward. Like a lot of the songs will have like the first three lines are like an interesting premise, and then he just goes into the hook and keeps repeating it. And you're like, oh, there was so much more you could have done with this. Uh, I, I don't think it reaches the same like 
lyrical complexities as stuff on uh, Boxer, Alligator, or even Sad Songs. I don't know. I, I, I feel like – I get what you're saying, but I feel like that repetitiveness in this album in particular plays to its strength because I think it has to do with the whole fact that it's reverb. It's revi- it, 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 The lyrics are kind of bouncing off of each other. The words are kind of just like – it almost bounces to the point where there's no meaning, but you get kind of this like I don't know. It's an interesting take on a song. I think. I, I understand what you're saying. I think uh, here's what I'll say. I'll say because of the music of it and like melodically, it, it is a very mood album. Like it creates a mood and atmosphere, and I think like I can appreciate that and I can see it and I can respect it. But because like I had a week to listen to this over and over again. Uh, I didn't fall in like that mood wasn't the mood I was in and therefore I could appreciate and understand it but I was kind of like thinking about the lyrics too much and like analyzing them and like being bummed out by by oh I wanted to see where he goes with this story instead of just stop and like repeat the same point over and over again and I'm like oh, okay I guess that's where we're just gonna leave it then. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. I think, if anything, this record would have been the best, like, if you were actually not on spring break and you were in class and, you know, those, like, late nights when you're walking back from, like, the library or something from doing uh-huh. the project all night and you're, like, listening to a record, this would be, like, the perfect record. Like, you know, one in the morning, walking back to your apartment. Like, you know It's, it's quite possible. It's quite possible that I just listened to it at the wrong time. I mean, I, I know this album from before. I know some of these songs very well. Uh but in general, I just, as a whole, the album felt very interesting, very cool, very well made, very yeah, well so. produced, but um, kind of lyrically, not stale even, because like the premise of most songs are very good. It's just under-delivered. He, he didn't write well, as much I as I would have liked I, him to. I think this record also is the most, um, his lyrics are the most unconscious lyrically on of any of the national releases uh-huh. you know what i mean it's very much that like i, I don't think unconscious what do you get what i'm trying to say i can't think of the perfect word for it but um it's just that like stream of unconsciousness that just like what the fuck is going on but because of the music you get the mood so all right i think with that we should probably just start diving into the tracks and then we could talk further all right let's uh, talk about terrible love Terrible love. So this, this, I feel like this song is the epitome of just like giving. I like albums that have a song that pretty much encompass the whole album in that one song. Okay. Kind of give you a flavor of each part of what the record is going to deliver to you. Uh huh. And I think that this song delivers that perfectly from the lyrically to the to the to sonically where with the reverb and the delays and all that kind of stuff i think that it is the perfect song that, that kind of encapsulates what this whole album as high violet is going to perpetuate um i like the idea of this i envision him kind of walking with these imaginary spiders kind of just crawling all over him and, and through the night but as this like a burden that he's holding, but it's just silent and he doesn't know what to deal with it. Okay. I will say that this song perfectly encapsulates everything I love and hate about this album because it's musically very interesting. And that's what I mean. He's putting in the nugget of the imagery, but it's a terrible love. And I'm walking with spiders. That's not even like a, like that's not a phrase. That's not a like well thought out to me um, construct of an image. I mean, I guess there, there, there could be interpretations of this that are interesting, but I just don't see it right now. Like walking with spiders don't really mean anything to me. And then that he really doesn't expand on the song after that. It's just a terrible love and it's walking with spiders. And he, that's it. He repeats that over and over again. So lyrically, I'm just not connected to it. But musically, I find it very interesting as a first song or as a song in general. 
Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's a sonic wave that's just kind of like slowly crashing down. Like that's like how I feel about the tracks, you know, in its sonic sense. And I mean, I get what you're saying about the lyrics that it doesn't build that much, but I still feel that I still feel he conveys a imagery that I'm used to seeing in at least at this point, and then in in the entire scope of the Nationals' career. So, um, I mean, I agree to disagree. I think this song is a perfect way to start off this record. Um, I, yeah, I disagree, but, uh, I, I've got no more to say about that. Cause, uh, I, I'm, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for, for, for this, uh, episode. So I'm just going to keep it light. Yeah. It's funny because like, I feel like la- the, the Springsteen whatever thing or the Springsteen national thing is the first time that we were like, oh, sorry. Front. can you repeat that? Yeah, I feel like the the Springsteen the national thing was the first time that we were like on a united front of getting shit shit on. Yeah, well, also I don't think we got shit on. I think we no, both, no, we didn't yeah. get shit on. But yeah, but like the last time, the first time that like I feel like anybody's like been like no, because everyone on the internet refers to you as Ali, and I'm the other guy because I normally am the voice of the internet. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's dive into sorrow. All right. Sorrow found me when I was young. Sorrow waited, sorrow won. Sorrow they put me on the pill. It's in my honey, it's in my milk. Sorrow. Uh, love this track. Yeah, no, this is this is the this is the best part of this album, in terms of like this is where you you get like perfect the national delivery in this very well produced album. Like if this entire album were song like songs like Sorrow, it would definitely be my favorite. But right now it's somewhere in, in the high middles, maybe I don't know. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean I disagree with you, but. I think sorrow. Well, one thing that you'd hate that I know that would be brought up is that. Um, so they did an art installation with this song, uh-huh. like they did one of those, like um, you know, uh, like. Have you ever seen those bands that do like they'll do like an art installation and play the song over and over again? Mm-hmm. So they did that for like, I think it was like five hours or something, and they just played it on loop, and and they literally recorded it and then put it on vinyl. So it's like on a triple LP, or I think it's like nine records. It might even be like nine LPs worth of just them playing Sorrow over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, getting back to the track itself, that's just a fun fact. Um, uh, see, we deliver some facts occasionally, guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I love this track. I think that I, I mean, I, I think the lyrics are very simple, and but still convey more of a story i guess than to to terrible love Uh um it gives you i mean just he paints a picture of just like i mean if i were as if i'm as old as matt berenger and um and i need and i'm this like sad and whatever and like and angsty i I don't know what i'm gonna do with myself (laughs) what do you mean i don't know i just feel like he's like I don't know, cover me in a rag and bone sympathy. Like, whoa. <laughs> well, I think he also, like, makes his living off of uh, angst. So it's, like, hard for him. Like, even when he's happy, he can't write, like, a non-angsty album. Otherwise, people will be like, what is this shit? Well, that's fair. I mean, even, like, um, there's a band called Touche Amore that they, they write uh, uh, to write content. It's, like, the whole point of the song is that it's it's hard to write it from a place of being in a good place. Because there's nothing like, what are you supposed to write about then? And then <laughs> it almost fair. feels, and then it almost feels invalid and un and un insincere if you're writing about like the past if you don't have that much connection and you're in the, that good of a place. Yeah, it's the quote. It's the quote unquote when a band lost their edge. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like that kind of thing. So, but I mean, in terms of sorrow, I mean, this song builds perfectly. Um, it continues and it carries the torch from terrible love. I mean, like I said, this album is, is, is the transatlanticism, I think for the national, every song bleeds into the next. It is perfect. That's fair. Well, uh, let's move on to the next song. Uh, anyone's ghost. Say you stay home. 
anyone's ghost. Uh, so I have a personal connection to this song that I can't even explain in the sense of just like, I will lie to my friends and tell them that I don't want to go out. Meanwhile, I will go out by myself and just go listen to records and smoke cigars. That's fair. It's uh, This is a good song. Again, it does the same thing that's in Terrible Love that's in most of this album. Um, but I think it delivers a little bit more than uh, I give Terrible Love credit for. It just paints a little bit more of an image before it goes into that repetition thing a lot. I don't know. I just think that it, it conveys this like space of someone that doesn't want to deal with their surroundings and that he almost feels like he's kind of just this latched on, uh, I guess, like this spirit that's kind of dragging this person down. Yeah, but also like the imagery of I didn't want to be anyone's ghost. It makes sense. You can close your eyes, you can see it, you can you can connect to it emotionally for more than one reason it resonates. I don't think walking with spiders is an Im- image that resonates as well. I don't know. I feel like it does. I mean, especially when like someone uh, for, for someone that would fear spiders or something like that. Like I feel like he's trying to convey a point of like I fear this, but I but I live with it every day. I don't so. know. Even saying walking through spiders makes more sense to me because like that sounds terrifying to walk through spiders, but walking with spiders, what what are they like? You're just your buddies. You're just hanging out with some spiders. I think, man, I think it's one of those, like, if anything, I see that imagery of, like, when you're walking in Harry Potter in that one movie where he's walking with a lot of those spider things. Is Matt so. Brinker at Harry Potter? Is is that the what he's trying to tell, tell us now? <laughs> yeah, apparently. I forget which one that is because I don't know them that well, but apparently he's talking about that movie. Hey, Justin, you want to get shit from the internet, talk about Harry Potter and in a non- <laughs> Uh, positive light that's how you get shit from the internet okay i, I mean to be fair i have not talked about it in a, a not positive light although i will say this fuck prisoner of azkaban <laughs> that's the best one what are you talking about uh, go fuck yourself i, I am not movie. okay now i'm also gonna get shit because i'm not a big harry potter fan i i have seen uh some of the movies and i've read some of the books but prisoner of azkaban hands down best one Oh, I've never read any of the books because uh, I, I believe, as our listeners know, I don't read. Although I am a reader now. I read some books. But I have never read any of those books. But I've seen the movies and Prisoner of Azkaban I don't think was very good. Oh, no, 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 no. You're garbage. That one, the best book by far and one of the best movies. The only movie I skipped was the one before the last. I don't know why. I just thought, I'm good. And then I came back for the finale. Oh, you mean part one of the, when they split, when they did yeah, the typical yeah. trope of splitting the last one into two parts? Yeah, and I skipped the first final and then watched the second final. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but I guess... I You're guess listening to Harry Potter cast. <laughs> yeah, I guess after that long tangent. Um. I mean, I sit very well with anyone's ghost. I think it is a... Uh, interesting song i i feel that it 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 hits me in a, in a uh, place in my heart because i feel like i kind of live like that sometimes so all right well let's move on to little faith little faith follow me i said a fire and black make us laugh Oh, nothing will I set a fire Just to see what it kills Now I'm stuck in New York And the rain's coming down A little faith. Let me guess, you like this one the best so far? Um, no, I'll say I like Sorrow the best so far, but we won't go into ranking them until the very end. No, but I just assume because... I do like this one a lot. Yeah, he had help. Uh, Karen Besser, his wife, helped him write this one. I like this one because it, it's there's a you know well, it's a full story. It's it's there's a good amount of lyrics, and it also like showcases his like voice very well. And I think the song builds nicely. I I, I think it's a good song. Yeah, no, I mean, I think this song in particular is built, especially on High Violet, is built around his vocals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, I feel like his vocals are normally an added feature to the songs. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas, like, this, but this song, I think, in particular, builds around his vocal style and arrangement. Um, I I think that this song perpetuates, you could definitely see it's a little bit more, like, literal, mm-hmm. which I think 
his wife brings into the play, whereas like a lot of times he's not he's kind of abstract in yeah. that. Would you agree? I agree, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I one thing I just don't understand um, is like we'll play nuns versus priests until somebody cries. I don't understand that line, but <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, I I mean, so I can it, I I could interpret it one way. I think you could interpret it many ways. But I think the best thing about that line is again, it, like it makes sense. You can you can imagine it. You can you can ascribe meaning to it. I like it. It's a good line. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just don't. I think what I grab from it is like I I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big fan of religion, so I don't know if it's like just like a weird uh, because the nun because priests pretty much hold over these nuns or something. I don't know, but um, but anyway, I, I agree with you. It, it does convey some imagery. It is an interesting line. As we, I mean, we're talking about it, so there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that this song is definitely a solid. Um, I wouldn't say. Well, I guess we're getting to the middle of the record, so it's definitely it, – it builds. I mean, I, in my opinion, I think the first half of this record is my favorite. Um, so we are starting to near the end of that. But, I mean, I think the whole thing is great, but first wow, half – Wow, I feel like I like the second half of this of record course a little do. bit more. Of course more. you do. Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. Like the – I mean, we'll get into it right now, but like – I think the second half, like other than sorrow in the first half and little faith, I guess I'd also call that the first half. Like those two songs sound, stand out as like the, the great songs of the first half. And then I think a lot of the ones later on are pretty amazing. But let's uh, let's get into uh, the next one. Uh, Afraid of everyone. Then I'm radio then I'm television I'm afraid of everyone I'm afraid of everyone They're the young blue bodies With the old red bodies I'm afraid of everyone I'm afraid of everyone Afraid of everyone uh, I assume you hate this track because he repeats "Afraid of Everyone" a million times. Uh, I don't hate this track. I actually think it's a pretty good track. I like the. Oh, really? I'm surprised. Uh, I thought you'd be like. <laughs> it, be it is not. repetitive. It is repetitive. It gets kind of dull a little bit, but in general, I do like the 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 song is pretty good. It's a well built song, and then I I, I I like the the image of just being afraid of everyone because I can relate to it. I am afraid of everyone. That is true. I mean, it's like I don't have the drugs to sort it out. So, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like that adds to this idea of that. Like, uh, I need help outside of myself to, to deal with the situation. Yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah, again. So that's what I'm saying about this album is that I don't think any of it is half-assed. I don't think any of it is is you know. I, I just think that the um, the images are there, and like I think I would have wanted them to build more on it. Like the idea of I'm afraid of everyone is such a like interesting idea for a song for me because something I can definitely very hardcore relate to, but then I don't feel like he gives me enough of it. I mean that's fair. Um, yeah, no, I I, I think, I mean I, I love the track. I think I, I I think it relates to that fact. I can very much relate to that idea of just like. Um, I mean, I also I just think sonically it's like this slow drone as you're kind of going into it, which like kind of adds to that anxiety of dealing with crowds and dealing with people that you don't know. Uh-huh. So I think that it, I think it kind of builds and adds to that feeling, which I think that the, this album showcases their best, um, at least so far, um, their best uh, play at like matching the lyrics to the music and the mood. I think this is their best mood record yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, but yeah, I guess we can uh, go on to uh, Blood Buzz Ohio. Stand up straight at the foot of your love. I lift my shirt up. Stand up straight at the foot of your love. I lift my shirt up. I was carried to Ohio in a swarm of bees. Blood Buzz, Ohio. 
Okay, so this is, I mean, I, I would say this is the definitive end of the first half of the record, and whew, such a good track. Uh, this track has Padme Newsome, who mm-hmm. actually wrote a song on Cherry Tree, the last song yeah. on Cherry Tree. So um, it is, this song in particular, I think is one of the strongest national songs ever written. Are you waiting Hello? for a reaction for me? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say I love the drums on this song. Uh, I think it, it's, it's. I like the mood of this song. I like the energy of this song a lot. Uh, I don't know. Do people from Ohio like this song or do they hate this song? That's what I was curious about every time I listened to it. <laughs> Why? Because that's like what the, the, the whole song is about, right? It's about like being from Ohio and h- hating it or... Not being yeah, I mean, fond of your memories really, of it. Yeah, but I don't think it's necessarily Ohio. I think it's – I think well, that's where they're from, so it makes sense. But I mean I think you could write this about Saudi Arabia and I can write this about New Jersey. Everyone writes a song about like – like everyone hates their hometown and like wants to move on. I mean that's fair. That's fair. I just uh, – I'm curious. I also don't know if we have Ohio listeners, so – uh, Reach yeah. out to us, Ohio listeners. Yeah, if, if, you, if you guys exist. are listening in Ohio – um, but anyway, I mean, I, I I think that the bees that are brought up in Boxer make another resurgence here. And it's like that swarm of bees. is. I, I still think that when he's talking about bees, he's talking about thoughts that are kind of just buzzing around in his head. Is that true? That, Do you I, kind of- I don't know if it's true, but it's definitely a fair thought. It's, it's definitely a good theory because uh, he does like the image of bees. And he was carried to Ohio on a swarm of these, right? That's the line? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, so that's like a, I, that's a very good line in general. And then to think of it as like these thoughts are like these – the things he's like obsessing about buzzing in his head is like kind of a cool way to put it together. Yeah, and I, I think he uses that throughout the record. So I think that's this interesting imagery that keeps being propelled back to us. Uh-huh. So – um, but I mean, this song is just triumphant. It, it, it is beautiful. I, I, I mean, I can't have, I can't say m- more great things about it. I th- like I said, I think this is a strong showcase of what they do best. Yeah, it's it's a strong song for me as well. I think musically, it's more interesting than it is lyrically. Uh, but I, you know, I, uh, I think that's just because uh, I'm not a fan of like too much of the same line in general. But you know, it, it, it's good. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to Lemon World. So happy I was invited. Give me a reason to get out of the city. See you inside, watching swans on TV. Living and dying in New York, it means nothing to me. I gave my heart to the army. The only sentimental thing I could think of. Cousins and cousins somewhere overseas, but it'll take a better world. So this song is fantastic. It's a great song. This is such a good song. Um, I have one complaint about this song. Um, can you guess what it is? Do 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 do. Yeah. Everything <laughs> else about the song is so good. Even like I don't mind the repetition that he like repeats the you and your sister live in a lemon world a lot. That's fine. It's good. It, I love it. Everything about the song works so well for me, except the do 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 do. It feels so unnecessary. It feels like unfinished lyrics. Like he was like, and the do 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 do. Like, you know, while they're writing the song, as in like, I'll fill this in later. And then he never does, and he just released the song. And I'm like, oh, that's such a good song, ruined by such a dumb, dumb thing. Uh, see, I'm all about it. I like the, I like the doo-doos. Oh, I, no. think, I, I think the doo-doos uh, add a little flavor to it. Uh, you, you just said you think doo-doo adds flavor. <laughs> yeah. Yes, We're we children. children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, in all seriousness, I think it is a very, 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 very good song. It's um, everything about it, the image of it, the story of it, the... Uh, the the music itself is very good. I I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, I gave my heart to the army with the the only sentimental thing I could think of with cousins and cousins somewhere overseas. Uh, but I'll take a w- better war to kill a college man like me. I mean, like I, the wording in this re- on this song is just beautiful. 
Um, and it's always funny because I feel like I can tell the songs you like just based off the fact that the lyrics are longer than that short paragraph. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's uh, I don't know because um, here's the thing. The National for me is a lyrical band. It is a band that does lyrics very well in a way that I think a l- l- most other bands can't come close to. So yeah, when I get it, I feel like Aaron Dessner and Bryce Dessner compose really beautiful. I mean, they almost orchestrate like it is a symphony in itself. Of, yes, like but indie music. It, it it feels like yeah, the music of it is very cool and interesting and good. Uh, but it's not why I come to the national. I kind of come to the national to be swept up in like this emotion. And when it's just the same three lines repeated, I kind of don't buy into the emotion of the song, which kind of brings me out of it. Yeah, it's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that Lemon World just conveys this idea of just like living in this like dreary, desolate, like not desolate, but like just like this, you know, sour tasting world that you don't know how to what to deal with. So oh, it's interesting. I think it's the other way around where Lemon World is like a very nice, beautiful world. Uh, lemon trees and beautiful shit, and and he, her, her and her sister are there, and he's not. He doesn't get to be there. Uh, I guess that's fair. Well, I was talking about him, like him, like he doesn't live in this world. You yeah, know what I mean, but he he wants, or, or they live in a lemon world, and he he's envious of it, or he. Yeah, wants... no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's not living in that world. He's not living in the lemon world. He's living in this fucking shitty world. That's fair. You know yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I meant. I guess we're saying the same thing, but on the opposite side. All right. So. Well, let's run away from this conversation and into a runaway. <laughs> we didn't do any garbage ones this entire episode, and I thought people might be disappointed because I'm sure well, the yeah. internet loves it. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Run away. There's no saving anything. Now we're swallowing the shine of the sun. There's no saving anything How we swallow the sun But I won't be no runaway Cause I won't run No, I won't be no runaway What makes you think I'm enjoying being left Runaway. Oof, good track. It is a really good track. It, it builds well. It. I kind of... Um, so this song, I, I wish that they either went a little bit more with the music or a little bit more with his vocals, but it's kind of somewhere in the middle right now, and I feel like neither are, are, are selling me too hard. Uh, that's why it's not my favorite one on here, but I think it's, it's a really good song in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a slow down track, mm-hmm. so I think that's why it's purposely neither big in either direction, sonically or vocally. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that they needed to cool it down, especially after the first half. And like Lemon World was like a transition from Blood Buzz to take you down from that triumphant top to this track that's kind of bringing you down even lower and kind of lulling you. So I think I think in terms of the album, it makes sense. You oh, know 100%, what I mean? Yes. So I think, um, but as a track, I think it suffers in in your reasoning. I guess that's fair. Um, I don't think suffers, but I think it just it doesn't get the. Um, it's not uh, highlighted in the same way a lot of the other exactly. songs are highlighted. It's very exactly. good, but it kind of blends in. Exactly. Well, and and for instance, like the song was on a soundtrack for. Uh, it's like kind of a perfect soundtrack song. It was on that in that movie, Warm Bodies. Uh huh. So, yeah, uh, I, I will say two things. One one thing is that this album is very well constructed in, in general. Like every song is placed very carefully, very thoughtfully. Like I don't disagree with the placement of any song. I wouldn't reorganize this album at all. I think it all flows very nicely. I also think that almost every song of this album is a soundtrack song that this could be in an indie movie or something like that. Yeah, and I think that's kind of purposeful. Like mm-hmm. I think that, that they set out to uh, whereas I feel like I mean it's kind of a it's kind of weird saying this but I feel like Boxer was more of a rock record uh-huh. <laughs> even though it's not it's still very much an indie record but like in in terms of them the, them as the national is their rock and roll record uh-huh. um this is more of their like 
orchestrated soundtrack record. So, um, but yeah, I, I think Runway, Runaway. I mean, it, it it just. I mean, it's a very simple premise, and I think it's it's a well earned uh, song. So, and it's and I agree with you that every song I think is perfectly placed on this record. So, uh-huh. all right, uh, I guess let's have a uh, uh, sixteen conversations. Wow, that was real bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't see what you were going for that. I don't know either. I was just trying to come up with another bad segue, but it's actually conversation sixteen. So yeah, yeah, sixteen. I guess that, let's just. I guess that was just, such a bad one. Like that wasn't even good bad. I think that was just we, like legitimately we just terrible. The, we just burn the podcast to the ground now. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, after that, I don't, I don't know what to do. Oh god, that was so bad. Oh yeah, just play the song. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I think the kids are in trouble Do not know what all the troubles are for Give them ice for their fevers You're the only thing I ever want anymore Live on coffee and flowers Try not to wonder what the weather will be I figured out what we're missing After you are asleep Now we'll leave the silver city Cause all the silver girls Gave us black Conversation 16 This is a really good song Uh, yeah, and I, I feel like That podcast, uh, stole the name from here It's crazy I mean, they didn't they steal be, the name are, We are straight up named after be, an uh, album of Death Cab We named our entire podcast after an album from Death Cab I'm only kidding, asshole <laughs> I was just trying to be whatever I guess I'm just not relaying anything today I, No, I, you I, suck is, You're just failing yeah. on so many ways Yeah, oh god But anyway, great song Building back up from Runway I feel like we need we needed a palate We needed, we needed that palate cleanser of the down track But now we're building back up I feel like this song is just um, a nice streamlined orchestration that gives you this nice kind of build, but still still staying low. And but especially vocally, he's definitely getting a little bit more. Uh, it's not as monotone. Yeah, I, I really like this song a lot. Actually, I think in terms of um, lyrics, it kind of. It's this conversation, this dreary talking thing that you kind of have over and over and over again about your kids and your life and whatever. And all the while, like he's sh- like like th- thinking these like unimaginable shitty things, um, and like sarcastic shittiness, just like being it for the sake of being it. Yeah, I but feel like, but also like, um, what's the the line? You'll never believe the shitty thoughts I think. And then later he's talking about like eating her brains or whatever because I'm evil. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I feel like we all have that. Well, I don't know if we all have that, but I have that. <laughs> I'm going to say I don't have that just because I don't want people to know what I think. All right, but let's just move on to the next song, I guess. Uh, England? Yep. Summer sun, I run through the weather that I'm on for the feeling that I lost today. Summer sun, I run for the feeling that I lost today. Summer sun, I run through the weather that I'm under for the feeling that I lost today. Summer sun, I run for the feeling that I lost today. You must be somewhere in London. You must be London. England. So this is the first track I think on this album that has been built around the piano because I feel like I, I feel like they wanted to steer away from it because a lot of the tracks on Boxer were built around like piano mm-hmm. um, compositions. So, but I'm happy that they brought it in on this one because I feel like this this song needed it and it feels it, it feels awesome. Yeah, this song does feel like it could have been on Boxer as well. It's a really good song. I like it. It it, it is very repetitive in, in some of the ways we've seen before. But uh, it's just a little bit different for me. It feels a little bit different. And it could be that, like, piano. It could be that uh, the tone. And uh, it could just be some of the lines that I think are really good in here, even though they're repeated a million times. I think they're just good lines. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, 
for me, I feel like he's saying about distance and longing in in its simplest form kind of deal. So that's why it's just kind of repetitive because it's on his mind so much. So, but I mean, this song is, is you could have ended with this one. I think, I don't think, I don't think that, uh, uh, Vandalay, uh, what is it? Vanderlyle, uh, Crybaby Geeks, I don't think is, is, wasn't needed, but they could have ended with England if they really wanted to. England's a good closing song. Um, I'm going to not share that opinion because I love the next song. Um, but, no, I, I mean, I think I love the, I love the next song too, and I'm glad they ended with it. But I'm just saying, let's say they didn't come up with this track, I would have said this would be the closer. That's fair. So, all right, well, I guess we're talking about it so much, might as well go into it. Vandala, Crab, Crybaby Geeks. Leave your home. Change your name Live alone Eat your cake Bend the line, cry baby, cry Oh, the water's rising Surprising you, then the lie, cry, baby, cry. Vanderlyle, cry, baby, cry, or cry, baby, Greeks, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, like we just were saying, I mean, this is the perfect closer. I yeah, mean, it's probably it's such I think a good our closer. Best. It's I such a, their best closing song. It's such a beautifully built song. I'd love to see them play this live because this feels like a like a good concert ending song. I don't know if they actually end any concerts with it because I've not seen the yeah, national live yet. But I've I've seen them close with this one. Um, they'll they'll close with this one occasionally. Um, I, I think that this track, it, like they do it all acoustically well too, and add a little bit more strings to it. It's really awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the track, it's just. I couldn't think of a better way to close, but I guess it does build off of England. So I guess they were kind of built together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, whew. and, uh, I don't know. I don't know why, but it's just, I, I, first of all, I don't understand what the fuck a Vander Lyle is. Do you know, do you know the origin to that or? Oh God. Now you're making us sound stupid. You should have told me before so I can Google this shit. Do you want me to entertain the people while you, uh, while you Google this shit? I mean, if you'd like. Okay. So, people. Um, you should shit on Ali more. Um, I'd, I'd rather they didn't. I think I think they should because he has stupid opinions about things. Um, I feel like he underappreciates this record. Um, and you should let him know that he's wrong about that. Yeah, I've got no idea. You Google Vanderlyle, you get only the, 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 the lyrics to this song. So I'm sure it has a meaning. I'm sure someone on Reddit will tell us and call us idiots. But, you know, I'm okay with that. That's fair. Well, and uh, Karen Besser uh, helped write this one too. So that's also probably why it's also very good. That's <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> um, as well as another track she was on that I didn't mention before. She was also on Conversation 16. Okay. So. Well, not on it, but helped write the lyrics for it. So, um, but I guess uh, with this, with this, we'll come to a close. Uh, what are your favorite and least favorite oh, tracks? Oh, Justin, on the shut app? your mouth! Shut your mouth for a second. In an interview, uh, this is what Matt Berninger said. <laughs> shut your mouth! <laughs> this character, Vanderlyle Crybaby. I can't tell you how long it took me to come up with the word Vanderlyle. There's the Nirvana song Pennyroyal T. Just the word. Penny Royal, I love it. Sounds great, and it just name of the tea. I couldn't use that. Maybe I should have. That would have saved me some time. And so I started looking at the rhyme, the word, and the cadence. I probably have a book of a hundred different three syllable things. Sorry, for some reason it's displaying very small on my screen, so I couldn't read that properly. But yes. Yeah, that sounded like me reading. God, <laughs> that sounded awful. Sorry, it was just really hard to look. For some reason, it's not showing me correctly on my phone, so I'm just uh, kind of winging it. But who gives a shit? Anyway, that's the... Anyway. He made it up. Cool. Good to know. 
<laughs> sounds like sounds like something he would do. Anyway, um, back to uh, so what are your least and uh, favorite track? What are your favorite tracks and what are your least favorite tracks on the record? Okay, favorite tracks would probably be um, Sorrow, Little Faith, um, maybe Lemon Worlds. I also like that one a lot. Uh, in general, I like a lot of these songs. I like a lot of the second half a lot. Vandalile, Crybaby Geeks, and Conversation 16. Uh, it's just a really good album. There's a lot of great songs on here. Uh, but I also do not care for Terrible Love that much, because I think it's musically very interesting and lyrically very uninteresting to me. Uh, you're wrong. But anyway, um, so I will be that guy, and I will just say my favorite track, because I don't think there's a bad track on this album. Um, my favorite track would be Afraid of Everyone. Okay, fair enough. Um, and my, I mean, if I had to do a least favorite track, I would say Runaway. Uh, yeah, Runaway also maybe for me is one of the weaker ones. I do enjoy it, but it's a little bit weak. Yeah, I, I think it's. I there are these these tracks that I fall, think fall into, and I don't just mean for the national. I think in general, if you're building a really good record, they you kind of let some tracks suffer because of their placement, but it fits perfectly in terms of the album. Uh huh. Yeah. It's it's. It, I mean, you can't have an album of just singles. Otherwise, it kind of just doesn't stand on its own that great. Yeah. Then you might as well just throw it on playlist or something. Exactly. So, um. Other than that, uh, so Ali, what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you doing? Uh, okay, what am I watching? I'm watching quite a bit of Gilmore Girls because uh, it's my nice, relaxing, uh, sick day, uh, you know, TV show. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I have, uh, have you seen the episode of AP Bio this week? Uh, I have not. I haven't watched any of season two, so I should probably the watch Episode it. three of season two is quite possibly my favorite episode of that show it's about like the 20 minutes before or like the 28 minutes from when people start showing up to school before the first class bell rings and it's just very well built they kind of showcase all of the characters very well it was very interesting and cool to see Mm. Um. Um, but in general yeah I haven't been listening to that much of music sadly I've been listening to a lot of podcasts um so uh, go listen to more podcasts, I guess. This one specifically. Listen more to this one. Download all of our old episodes. Just give them all one big listen again. That's true. Um, all right. Also, as always, just do whatever. Um, please reach out to us at uh, wehavethefactspod at gmail.com. Also, follow us on our Twitter and Instagram, which is at thefactspod. Um, like I said, we're going to try to be a little bit more vocal on our Twitter and uh, social media in general. Um, yeah, so... And also, uh, if you're always wondering with uh, the Instagram, who's going to those shows? It's always me, Justin, because uh, Ali doesn't do that. So I mean, I, I kept did. saying I want to go to more shows this year, but like I've been getting my ass kicked at, at school so much that I have not had time to do that. And you suck. So anyway, um, so I did see Jawbreaker on Friday. That was awesome. Um, what else am I listening to? Uh, I'm listening to a lot of Swerve Driver and Failure because I'm seeing them on Wednesday. Um, the new American football album, the self-titled LP three is fantastic. It is, I think probably their best record they've written in my opinion. Um, I know that's not a popular opinion, but I will stand by that. Uh, I'm listening to a lot of the clash lately because of the, uh, podcast stay free, which is a, uh, Spotify original highly recommended. It. it is, uh, narrated by Chuck D and that's pretty awesome. So, um, if it couldn't get cool enough talking about the clash and, um, listening to what else am I listening to? Oh, uh, so the new law dispute record dropped. I felt like it was pretty good. I only gave it one full listen. I feel like I definitely need some more time to sit with that. Um, just came out on Friday and also the new Jenny Lewis record came out online. I feel like that was a good record in general, but it doesn't stand up. I think to our other releases, um, it's like the first three singles are the first three songs of the album, which is never a great sign. So um, I think it gets a little boring as you go more into the album, but uh, I like the first three singles. Um, so other than that, um, it's kind of that's kind of it for me. Also, I watched Shrill. That was good. Shrill is good. Yes, that's a good show. You guys should check it out. 
uh, it made me very uncomfortable at points, but uh, I think that was part of it. So it uh, I wanted to mention this, and I feel like we're very late into this episode that a lot of people have turned us off by now. So I'll mention it in the no- top of the next one as well. Uh, but you guys who stick up to the end, this is a special treat for you guys. You guys to get to be the first in. We're doing a uh, episode maybe late in April, early May, where we're showcasing a lot of people's origin stories, whether it's about the National or about Death Cab for Cutie. If you have a story of how you've come to love this band, if you want to share it with us, send us an audio clip to our email. We have the factspod at gmail.com. And we're putting together this compilation. We have a few already, and we're just going to release it all in an episode of like, listener stories how you came to this band what your best moment is with them something like that and that would be cool yeah no i think that's uh something cool that you are taking that you are doing because i have no part in that um (laughs) (laughs) what do you want to end with justin uh let's end with uh one of the new swerve driver album uh songs so uh how about this is the song the lonely crowd fades in the air by swerve driver off their new album future ruins Oh, cool. I didn't know they wanted to put all of the words in one song. That's cool. All right. Uh, sounds great. We'll leave you guys with that. We'll hear you, hear us, hear you back again next time. Guys, we love you. Bye. Bye.